Welcome to the very first and very exciting edition of Shuttlecocks and Curling Rocks. Although we could speak only about Shuttlecocks and Curling Rocks, my good friend, I would almost call him a life partner, and uh, compatriot and co-host on this show, uh, Ryan Davis, have chosen to branch out from our favorite sports of badminton and uh, curling, which... Ryan, if I remember correctly, was you? You almost made the Olympics back in uh, what year was it? Oh four, I think. Yeah, that, was, that was way back in the oh four games. I've been at the curling Joe, and I just love getting out on that ice and grasping those rocks and just shoving those rocks down the ice. Just nothing beats it. The way you could sweep, though, was but personally for me, it was something that I almost could never forget it was just a thing of beauty it wasn't like you were sweeping it it was more like you were gently caressing it and urging the ice to separate from the smooth undercurrent uh, to guide that curling rock toward that center circle it was it was a thing everybody i mean it was a thing of beauty all i gotta say joe is you have to be firm and you have to be brisk it's true to keep it steady pace but if you do those things that rock will go right where you need it to go, right under the button. Well, as as much as I wish we could speak only about curling, we've chosen this particular podcast to uh, emphasize some of the lesser-known Olympic sports. Uh, we all are curling fans, of course. <laughs> of course. But uh, we've chosen to, to focus on some of the Olympic Games uh, that will be occurring in 2016, which is next summer. In, uh, I can't wait for Rio. I cannot wait for Rio. Oh, you you call it Rio. I call it Rio. But yeah, yeah. Rio? Oh, I, you roll that all off your tongue so well. It's harder than it sounds. I've, I've practiced alone in a room for many hours. But uh, some people got it. Some people got it. So uh, what sport have we are we going to delve into today, Ryan? I think, let's see. It looks like, yeah. Yeah, according to our... Uh, I, I call it a syllabus. You call it an itinerary. To me, it's tomato, tomato. But we are going to delve into the exciting world of Olympic handball today. Ooh, the men's qualifications, Joe. It's just been, it's been thrilling if you've been following it. Oh, of, co- all, of course I have. Pre-qualification events, you've had three teams now qualified for those real Olympic Games. So, I mean, if you want to go ahead and get started here, we'll get going. I mean, I can't wait. Let's dive right in. Let's get to the meat of handball. Uh, why don't you Why don't you take us through some of those some of those favorites uh, participating in the Olympic Games who have qualified already for next year? Well, if you look, just being the host nation, Brazil, they qualified just for being the host nation. So let's applaud them for that. Well, I mean. The host- it takes a lot. It takes. A, it's not like hosting a dinner party or a soiree, as I often do. It's much more challenging than that. But the French, they qualified by winning the world championships. Really? That was held. Mm. Yes, that was held here in um, January and February of 2015 over in Qatar. And Qatar used this as a preliminary event to really prepare themselves for the World Cup. So I don't know if it's quite the same stage as the men's World Cup, but they hosted the men's handball and they did it well. Mm, mm. Was that the Was that the games when, uh, what was his name, Pierre Pepin? Pepin? 
I don't believe you pronounced the N in French. Pierre Papin participated, and he really took it over. He was the, he played the pivot position in that game. Uh, I believe it was against Canada, and he just dominated. I mean, for a pivot, he looks like a little guy, uh, but he is built like a like a not like a like a stone, but more like a like a medium sized rock. I wouldn't go as far as to say pebble. He's not smooth. But he not, not quite a pebble. No, not a little bit bigger than a pebble. Much, I mean, much bigger. I mean, if you if you took a pebble in your palm, that's he's much bigger than a palm. He's he's more of a man size. But he was something to behold. The way he could dribble, and the way he could wave that ball back and forth as if he had won a medal. He's on his way. If you ask me, Pierre Pepin and the France team are the ones to watch in these Rio games coming up in 2016. Yes, but if you look at the statistics from that tournament held in Qatar, Dragan Gosic of Sylvania, 71 goals he scored on 76% of his attempts. Is he a wing? I believe he's a wing. He is amazing. And just to think, Slovenia, I mean, he thought... Is a is a country that was built on handball, and it was just grasped the sport and just ran with it, and then they lose so early in the tournament. They were beat by the French in the quarterfinals. Can you believe that? That I mean, I lost sleep for three nights when I saw that. Thirty-two twenty-three was the final. The French advanced over Slovenia, and that was that. It's one of those things you can't forget. They were done. And you know what? After watching that, I was shocked. And Dragon, he was shocked. There was 71 goals. Him, like, they, he was done. With a, like yeah. They were out. And their Olympic dreams are put on hold. They're going to have to qualify elsewhere. I believe they'll be participating in the uh, Pan American Games coming up here uh, as, as their next level of qualification or, or their next attempt. But I, I will admit, with a performance as dominating as that was, uh, it was quite shocking and, and disappointing uh, to, to see them fall. But, you know, I will say, if you look at the history of handball, there is evidence of ancient Roman women playing a version uh, initially. And it was called, and forgive me if I'm uh, pronouncing this incorrectly, but Expulsum Ludere. Uh, and then, and then it went, you know, into the medieval games in France and Greenland, and, and in the Middle Ages it just blossomed uh, in Denmark and the Czech Republic and Slovakia and Ukraine, and they played Torball in Germany. It was called, and uh, you know, I mean, the the history is so rich and meaty. I mean, it. I mean, I. If only we had lived, we were born in the wrong era for handball. I mean, that, don't get me wrong. It's exciting. It's it's interesting. It's fun. It's dynamic, but it's nothing like it was back in 1919 with Carl Sheldon's and and the rest of those famous famous just world renowned handball or torball as it was called at the time players. Now, if you're like me, I, a lot of people they like to romanticize the past, Joe. Everything looks better in the past, but you know what? That's not the case. Handball today much better than it was then. And I'll tell you the reason why. And that is the goalkeeping of Thierry O'Meyer from France. He was remarkable in this qualifier. And he was the reason that France was able to qualify for the Olympic Games in Rio in 2016. If you look at those stats from that qualifier, no Frenchman 
placed in the top 10 of the goal scorers. Not a great goal scoring team, that France team. But he was one of the best goaltenders in the tournament, saving 37% of his shots that ranked second in the qualifier, saving 105 of the 283 shots that he received. That was by far the best, 105 saves, almost 25, 30% better than the second second goalie in the tournament. That is something. I mean, that, that would vary. Can you imagine? Can you... Can you fabricate within your mind the competition between that of Brazil, the home country, and France? I I have my fingers crossed. I mean, that, that could rival those 1926 games uh, or even the 1976 games when they say handball in the United States really blossomed. And that, that brings me to my next point. Could you fill us in on how is the United States doing in these competitions? I think I lost you there for a second there, Joe, but it didn't lead me to another thought. This is what I was talking about, Terry, and his play in that tournament. I failed to mention that he was the most valuable player in that event. He was the only Frenchman to earn a spot on the all-star team, the all-tournament team. And we had players from Qatar. We had players from Slovenia, Spain, Poland, all over the world on that team. He was the only person mm. on that team. He was the most famous mm. player. He carried France to Rio, and he's going to carry them to the podium in Rio. Mark my word. <laughs> I, I will mark those words. I've marked them. It's a, a 17 minutes and 26 seconds and a handful of nanoseconds, and I will mark that, and I will recall that very statement from you. Um, what, what I had been speaking of before was – uh, I'm just curious, have you been following up? Ryan's a bit of a handball expert, if you haven't uh, picked up on that. How is the United States team doing? Oh, not good, Joe. Not oh. good uh, they, they didn't even participate, I don't believe, in the uh, qualifier here that we are talking about here in Cutter. And they've been struggling. And they have a long way to go. If they ever want to see the real games, do you know what? If you want to know my opinion right now, do you want it? I do. I beg for it. They do not have a prayer. They're not going to make it. They're not going to be in Rio. If they do, I'll be shocked. Do you think they might? They might even just just go to Rio to attend the games. Are they permitted? Is that a thing that people can do? I think they, they may go to party, have a few drinks, okay, sit on the beach. You know what? And I wouldn't blame them. I'd it's, go with them. Yeah. Maybe, have you been invited? They've invited you? They have not invited me. Oh, you, you'd be a tag-along. You're going to tag-along. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. It's just, it's just not our sport. Uh, it just, I don't know why. I guess you just have so many other options. Uh, just, just not the cup of tea here in America. But you have to live and breathe handball. And if you know me, I, I grew up loving the game. Just grew up loving it. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's interesting, actually, if, if you look at the roster uh, for the, the United States handball team, I'll be honest with you, I there are too many foreigners. Uh, it's maybe 50-50. Uh, if you count Oregon as, as part of the United States, obviously. I don't. That some people choose to. Uh, but we have, you know, our coach, Javier Garcia Cuesta, uh, and our assistant coach, Mark Ortega. Um uh, I maybe they're from here. Actually, it doesn't list it. I don't know, but I'm just guessing they're not. 
And uh, as I look through the through the roster, we have we have a Vladimir from Serbia. We have an Antoine from France. We have a another Vladimir. How do we have multiple Vladimirs on our team? This guy's from Croatia. Uh, my personal favorite, obviously, is Carson Chun from Honolulu, Hawaii, which I do consider part of our 49 states. Man, and um, Javier Cuba. He is a legit player from Barcelona, Spain. He's 6'3", strong with the ball. He can defend. And I tell you what, if he played for another team, he'd probably make it to Rio. But <laughs> don't see I mean, that's... that's... Honors, we got, you know what? Here, I live in St. Louis, Joe. And John Evans and I, Good buddies. He lives here in St. Louis, and he played for Auburn, at, for the club team there at Auburn University down in Auburn, Alabama. And he just always had a burning passion for handball. He's a in Auburn. He's a girthy fella, right? He's, I, I, isn't he the tall one? Something like six six. He's got he's big bones, husky. He is. He's one of those guys you just described as husky. But he's got drive. Growing up, his mama's by no. He's just husky, but he he can play. And he's a good defender as well. He's hard to get around. He's hard to score on. Now he's a he's a back, right? He plays the back position. He is a back, and he's a good back. He's one of the best backs on the American roster. Mm. Mm. But just getting this team to gel at the right time, and I'm just pulling the hope that maybe that they can, and maybe that they can make it to one of these qualifiers later. I mean, you still have a couple. You have the Asian qualification tournament coming up here in November. You've got January 2016. You have the African Championships. You have the European Championships in January as well, 2016. And then followed by the Olympic qualification tournament in April. So you have multiple chances for this U.S. team to get qualified. Will they do it? I don't know. But there's still a chance. We're, we're down, but we're not out. Is that what you're telling me? There's 12 teams. 12 teams will qualify for Rio. Right now, we've only had three. You have Brazil, you have France, you have Argentina. Nine openings left. So these other teams that have qualified, they can't qualify again. So they're in. They're good. So they're going to sit back, get ready for the games. So you have these other tournaments to fill those nine vacant spots. So there still is hope for the Americans as we inch closer to Rio mm. in 2016. Mm. So keep that in mind. We're bad mouthing them now, but you know what? They may not contend for a medal, but they may be there still. We'll see. I'll hold out hope. Would, would you say where there's a will, there's a way? I would say that. That's just a good old, good old saying to fall back on. Would, would you consider that a saying? My grandmother told me that mm. back mm. in the day. You know what? It still rings true today. Mm. That was back in 1986. She used to say that to me a lot. That was a good year. That was a good year, 1986. And it still rings true. Uh, I, I was, you know, sometimes I think about that phrase and I just kind of sit and ponder. And I wonder, as I'm pondering, I ponder and wonder simultaneously. Uh, is that a wives' tale or is that more of a saying? It's It's difficult for me. It keeps me up at night. I would say it's more of a saying. Um, I mean, it's hard to differentiate the two, and I understand why that would keep you up at night. Um, but I would think it's more of a saying. I think, yeah. I don't I, really have any like answer to that, but that's just my thought off the top of my head as I'm sipping on my Samuel Adams 
Well, if I find myself pondering and, and wondering and, and just ruminating upon this saying versus wives tale tonight, I, I'm going to text you. I'm, I know your phone number and I will text you. I'm not I'm not bashful that way, regardless of the hour of the evening. Um, yeah, maybe you should. Maybe you should wait up wondering if I'm wondering. I don't know. Just an option for you to for you to ponder, actually. Um, so the interesting thing about this United States team is that if you look most of our team has played together before. Many of our many of our competitors, Nicholas Mukendi and Alden Mezik and you know, just some of those John Evans like you were speaking of before and Ford Dyke, they all participated together on that just wonderful Auburn University club team. Oh, they were a tough team. They dominated the club scene here in America. And Ford Dyke, he played that pivot position in my Lord, could he pivot? That is a critical position. I, you know, it's one of my favorites to watch, actually. I mean, not a lot of action goes through the pivot. But if you just watch them and just zone in on their eyes and focus upon their leg work and their feet work, it is, it's like a dance, really. It's amazing as they're pivoting about with that ball grasped in their hands, focusing on the other players around them, looking at the goal. Can they score? Shall they give up the ball? It is something to watch, and it is something to treasure. That is for sure. I, I, I agree. I mean, it is just – but the whole game of handball, it's – it's more like an intricate dance than it is a sport, don't you think? Oh, it definitely is. It's almost as if it's choreographed before they even play. Ooh, can you imagine a choreographed dance of handball? Oh my goodness! Tell me where to sign. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, uh, I would purchase that on Directv or Dish or whatever cable provider you have. Uh, if that were a pay per view, I would pay and I would view many, many times. I tell you what, I just noticed here on this U.S. roster that there's been multiple players that played for the marvelous Portland Sasquatch team. Did you ever see them play? I didn't. I actually prefer to consider Oregon uh, a lesser than. Uh, I don't even think they're a state. I I just I write them all off. The women are hairy. Uh, the men are smelly, and, and I just think of them almost as I think of Macedonia or some other nation. Hey, don't get me started on Macedonia. They had a great run, hmm. a great run in that qualifier over in, uh, in uh, where were we, in Qatar. Yes, mm. the yes. qualification. Macedonia finished ninth. Can you believe that? I mean, they were favored to finish towards the bottom. And you know, this is this is what grinds my gears, and this is what makes me mad. The host nation gets an automatic qualifier. Guess where Brazil finished in that tournament? Just guess. I I presume first place. Out of twenty four teams, guess where they finished? I I I don't I I can't fathom. Sixteenth. Hmm. Yet they've qualified. They're in. That's a real shame, actually. I'm I'm going to send an email to the Olympic Committee uh, voicing my displeasure. I don't. I don't think that's fair at all. It's fascinating, though. Fascinating. I. I. I am. I am shocked and, and chagrined. Even I might even say chagrined at that statement. Uh, I. I understand from some of our tweeters. We live tweet this, by the way. I'm, I'm tweeting just right now. Just. Just tweeting a storm. So if you hear the clicking of keys, it's. A, it's a tweet probably to some of you listeners. Um, but some people don't understand the rules of handball, and, and they don't understand the flow and the magic of the game. Uh, and, and at a high level, this is my understanding, um, 
it's it's similar to basketball or hockey. There are six players. There's a goalie. Um, there are you know set plays and and things of that nature. But it's physical. It is a physical battle, much more so than uh, much more so than hockey. I would like to thank our friends at Syracuse Wild Wings for for participating in the advertisement and the and the funding of this program, which I hope you're enjoying. I I know I am, and and I'm sure Ryan is as well. And uh, I would just like to thank my my friends at Syracuse Wild Wings, which I know it sounds like Buffalo Wild Wings, I, I, which I'm sure you've heard. Uh, but this is Syracuse Wild Wings, and then you know their sauces are are. Are spicier and their 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 dips are creamier and and their wings are crispier and I I hope you go there and enjoy a Syracuse wild wing and and that you're able to to dip your proverbial beak into the wild vast selection of wings that they provide there and and I know from experience I've I've gone to their farms and I've seen their chickens and I know that they are not free range they're they're suicidal chickens they are hoping they die soon. Uh, they're in a cage and they can barely grow wings. Let's be honest, because uh, I would hate to to think that I'm killing a happy chicken out there on the free range, enjoying the worms and the the fruit of the earth. Uh, but so not at Syracuse Wild Wings. You get GMO. You get uh, all the steroids you can imagine within a within a piece of poultry, and and you enjoy them. So please enjoy Syracuse Wild Wings, and thank you for supporting our podcast. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to Shuttlecocks and Curling Rocks. Uh, you know, when last we were speaking, Ryan, uh, we, we had begun to delve into the rules and, and just sort of the gamesmanship and gameplay of handball. Uh, but we, you know, we got to make money and we, we need to line our pockets with some, uh, some coins and some papers, uh, which are fiat money, of course. It's not no gold standard anymore. Uh, but we had to go to advertisement despite having to take a step back from our, our lively discussion of handball. So let's let's jump back in. Let's let's go through some of the rules. And I'd like to take our listeners who maybe don't know. I mean, I'm getting lots of tweets. Here's one from at, I believe it's pronounced at, I am, Sam I am. That's a funny, that's an odd Twitter. But um, he, he doesn't even know kind of the basics, how many players there are, and, and, and just sort of those fundamental concepts of handball. Would you like to take a step through, or should I take a stab? You go for it. Uh, I can go through that. Well, at Sam I am, I believe is what you said. Uh, handball is comprised of two teams of seven players. So you have six field players plus one goalkeeper. Uh, they take the field. They take to score points by putting the game ball uh, into the opposing team's goal. Uh, in handling ball, players are subject uh, just some restrictions. Uh, so it's not like you just got to go willy nilly all about it. So like something. Restrictions you have. You know, after receiving the ball, players can pass, keep possession, walk. Second, if possessing the ball, players must dribble. So similar to basketball. So you see a player with the ball, they'll be dribbling about, just like a basketball player would. Or they can take up to three steps for up to three seconds at a time without dribbling. So not like basketball where if you take a step or two and then it's traveling. That doesn't exist in handball, but you can take up to three steps uh, or up to three seconds of, at a time without the dribbling. Mm. There's no attacking or defending players other than the defending goalkeeper are allowed to touch the floor of the goal area. And a shot or pass in the goal area is valid if completed before touching the floor. So you kind of have to you have to jump up and then throw. You jump up and then land. It'd be kind of similar to a travel basketball where you mm. jump up and then mm. shoot and land. So mm-hmm. you have to jump up 
and then throw before you touch the floor. And goalkeepers are allowed outside the goal area, but are not allowed to cross the goal area boundary with the ball in their hands. So if they get the ball in their grasp, they have to stay in that area. They can't retreat or proceed through that area. Now, now, may the ball be passed back to the goalkeeper when they're positioned in the goal area? Absolutely not. Mm. Absolutely not. It is not allowed at all. Uh, so the ball, once the goalkeeper is there, you cannot pass the ball back to the goalkeeper in his area. Like if you're trying to like do some sort of maneuvering about in the backfield, no, that is not allowed in handball. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, those are very stringent. And uh, they're ancient, actually. Those rules, they, they started back when it was Torball in, in Germany, in the, in the German games. Um, so, so let me just sort of try and, and just at a 30,000-foot view, if I will, uh, explain the dance and the game. Um, it, it, to me, feels like a, um, a hybrid almost of, of water polo and basketball and, and, and hockey. And, and almost like if you if you combined all three of those just excellent and, and just terribly exciting sports, you would get handball. Oh, it's like a magic elixir, Joe. A magic elixir of basketball, hockey, and water polo. And you take those potions and you're like a mad scientist pouring them into your Bunsen beakers and just <laughs> watching it boil about. That is exactly what that mad scientist of the sportsman was doing when he was creating the sport of handball. He had his Bunsen beaker. He had his little, like a chemistry set as a young child and just pouring different beakers into that Bunsen burner. And as it boiled about, that was the sport of handball. And it's that foam, isn't it? It's that foam that spurts from within the beaker. Uh, it just spills over onto the flames and, and it may extinguish the flames. Sometimes it extinguishes them. But that's what handball is. It is the foam that may extinguish the flame. Talking about the sport is that exact thing that you're speaking about now. Are those foams boiling about over the top of that graduated cylinder? It is. It's almost like the smooth, velvety foam of a of a Seattle, Washington latte, isn't it? <laughs> For sure. And, and everyone can relate to that. Everyone. <laughs> Young and old alike. That's the amazing thing of handball. If you have ever experienced the velvety foam of a Seattle, specifically West Seattle, I know your foam, uh, it is velvety and smooth and soft, much like the game of handball. Yes, it is. Mm. Mm. And you know what? That's what gets me excited about Rio, is because you're going to have those the 12 top teams there competing, competing for that podium. And my lord, what a tournament that will be. I cannot wait. Mm, it stirs me. That's what it does. It really stirs me. Within, like deep within, too. I mean, the game of handball, if they were wearing tutus and, and ballet shoes and, and their hair was in little tight buns, you know, uh, it would be very similar to an artistic form. The way they dance and they leap and they circle about in that pivot position. And the wings just, they attack. They attack the goal. And the, the goalie who, who must defend their zone. I mean, it is just something to behold, and it really does stir me. And I, I can't speak enough of my excitement of these 2016 Rio games. I, I am just, uh, just almost jumping out of my chair with delight about this. Yeah, it'll be exciting to cover these uh, future 
qualification tournaments when they happen here coming up into the Rio Summer Games next summer. So if those podcasts featured, we'll get a cover handball again. I know we're going to venture about different Olympic sports um, all over the place here as we as we venture closer to the Olympic Games next summer. And we'll probably have one or two more handball podcasts, and I cannot wait for those as we get closer and as we form that field of 12 teams. Yeah, and, and as you, that that's the sad thing, isn't it? You know, we only have a limited amount of time. We have children and wives and responsibilities. And, and you know, I, I have to find somewhere to sleep every night. I just travel about from couch to couch. And I need to find somewhere to rest myself. And, and the thing is, I could speak about handball for hours. I mean, I, if you look at this, we've only been speaking of your conventional handball, haven't we? We haven't even discussed three-wall handball or, or I mean, heaven forbid we begin playing two-wall two ball handball. Oh, my. But if you start delving into those just varieties of wall scenarios... We haven't even we haven't even begun to discuss that. We haven't been we haven't even discussed the the variance of of leather balls to synthetic materials and and the resin which you you place upon your hands to catch the handball. We we can't even delve into that. This is just such a no. It's hard for it's it's difficult, isn't it? And you know, as we talked. In the weeks leading up to this podcast, what did we want to cover tonight? We wanted to cover the basic handball, and we wanted to cover the most recent qualified handball. And I think we have totally covered both those bases, and we have covered them thoroughly. And our listeners are going to leave this podcast knowing handball so much more than when they entered this podcast. And you know what? That's what's going to make me sleep like I'm sure. I, I presume I'll find a couch to rest mine upon tonight. Uh, but yeah, I I I agree, and I, I feel like we really have we've skimmed the surface. Maybe we've delved a few feet below the surface. Uh, but you know, I, I for me at least, uh, I feel like we have really captured the essence of what is Olympic handball. And and again, I I you know I I urge you listeners. Uh, that means you. I am Ben Forty Nine on Twitter. That means you, Ben. I assume your name is Ben. Uh, you should now take this information that we provided to you and go to the next level. You know, don't just take our 30,000-foot view. Maybe you want to start your own pa- your own podcast called Handball and Fun or, or you know, some other silly, silly named podcast. But I encourage you listeners, all of you out there, you know, I mean, uh, uh, upcoming, we're, we're going to obviously have some watch parties of the Rio games uh, in New York. Uh, I believe at Caroline's or, or Benjamin's or, or, you know, one of those famous locales. But uh, I encourage you before those games and those watch parties to, to just embrace the sport and the, the additional sports that we will be covering in this podcast. And um, take, those, take that information and run with it. Make it your own. We are trying to prepare our listeners for the Rio games, and that's what makes, uh, that's what makes me excited. As we get close to those games, once we get there, people are going to be immersed in the sport of handball. We can break it down as it's happening in Rio, and that's what's going to be so much fun. That's the payoff, isn't it? That is the payoff. It is. Well, I, I thank you all for listening to, to us explore our, our love and our passion for handball and, and just you know, allowing us to, to fill you with information and, and to sort of take you and open you and then, and then dump our knowledge within your brain cells. Uh, I, I thank you for that. 
And uh, we look forward to many, many more podcasts coming up in the future. Ryan and I, I mean, this isn't our only passion, despite what it may sound like. I mean, I, I, we, we are passionate about handball, but we're also passionate about fencing and decathlon and, and ping pong, I believe it's pronounced. These other sports. Oh, I am, I am like a little child on around December 22nd. You can see the presents. You know they're there. You don't know what they are yet, but you, you're ready to open them, and, and that's what I feel like. It's going to be a fun journey. It is. And thank you all for, for joining our, our journey to Rio, and we look forward to, to our next – stop it. Ben, I am Ben49. You Don't talk like that about, about my mother. Or any of my other family. That is, I'm going to block him. I'm going to block him. That's what I'm going to do, Ryan. Anyway, thank you all for listening, except you, Ben, and those of oh, those participants and listeners in Oregon. We thank you, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>